Hey, welcome to the Entrepreneur Cast, your source for tactical lessons in entrepreneurship from a cast of entrepreneurs. I'm Sam McRoberts. And I'm Jason Demers. And today we're going to talk about the 11 reasons your Google rankings might suddenly drop and how to fix it. Yeah, so I'm going to start with number one. It would really, a common one would be a recent Google algorithm update. Google is updating its algorithm literally every day. Uh, Most of their updates don't go noticed, but many of them do. And you can you can see if there's been a recent Google algorithm update. There's several tools that measure this. One that I know of is Mozcast, which is M-O-Z-C-A-S-T.com. And you can it, it's kind of like a weather report that shows you how much turbulence they're calculating in the algorithm on any given day. And I think that they calculate that by looking at certain queries that they're that they're monitoring and seeing how how much shifting they're seeing in the rankings for those for those queries. Sam, I know there's there's at least one or two other tools. Do you know of any other tools for ways to see if there's an algorithm update that's been happened yeah. lately? Yeah. A really good one is Rank Ranger. So Rank Ranger has a thing that tracks algorithm updates. Uh, it's not quite real time like Mozcast, but they drop in manually. They'll say, hey, you know, on this date there was a, a known update or a suspected update, and here's what we thought was involved. And then Search Engine Land, I think in Search Engine Journal both also track it and then write in-depth articles about what's going on as soon as they have data. Yeah, and and there's a, another website, uh, seroundtable.com, that's good about uh, putting out stories on any recent algorithm updates that are known or that are being chattered about in various forums. So if, you're, if you've seen your, your rankings drop, maybe it was an algorithm update. You should go check one of those tools that we mentioned and see if there was any known algorithm updates. And then try and find out what we know about it. And by we, I mean the, the SEO community. What, what is known about the update? What, who did it affect and why? And you can use that information to make any necessary changes to your site that might help bring your rankings back up. Yeah. Uh, Number two, I'd say either a manual penalty or an algorithmic filter from Google. So there's, and there's a little bit of a distinction between the two. So Google has uh, quality raters who will go through and if something is flagged to them or suspected of being manipulative, they can go in and level a manual penalty directly against a site for doing things that are against Google's quality guidelines. And then there's algorithmic filters, which can still feel like penalties, but really it's essentially Google saying, hey, like this thing that people are doing, they're doing it manipulatively, and we need to demote that in the ranking algorithm so that it's not as easy to game, right? So whether it's spammy link building or a weird way of using JavaScript to surface some text to Google and not others via cloaking, like stuff like that. And if it's really egregious, you know, Google will probably hit you with a manual penalty. But a lot of times they're just like, eh, let's tackle it at scale and make a change to the way that thing is weighted in the algorithm. So if yeah. one of those things happens to your site, if, if it's a manual penalty, you should get a warning in Search Console. If it's an algorithmic penalty, you're just going to have to look at the same places you would for a typical algorithm update. Yeah. If it's And if you're not on Search Console, by the way, that's I think it's google.com slash webmasters is, is the URL for that. You should definitely make sure your website is there because if there is any penalty or any other problems with your site in terms of indexing or so on, that's where Google will notify you. And that's their only way to notify you. So make sure you, you go set your site up there if you haven't. So um, for number three, I would say that it could be that your competitors have simply jumped over you, pushing you down. So if you are not working on your rankings by building links or publishing content in order to get, you know, to, to boost your rankings, well, it's 
it could be that your competitors are, and they are working on it, and that the efforts they're doing are causing them to jump up, they're therefore pushing you down. It's pretty simple, but the lesson here really is that if you're not working on your on your organic search rankings, you can expect them to to fall slowly over time because your competitors probably are working on it. So if you're not working I on like it, to, work on it. I like to use the visual imagery of going up a down escalator, right? So if you walk up mm, a down a escalator, one. you kind of stay in place. If you run and you're actually putting in some effort, you can make headway and maybe make it up to the top of that escalator. But if you stand still, you're going down. And it's the same way because you're up against other sites who are all actively doing different things at different levels. So you can't you can't stand still and you can't act like you're you know building a website in a vacuum. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good uh, that's a good metaphor. I like that. It's a good mental image. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> totally. Number four, I would say duplicate or low quality content. So I mean, this is something Google has been turning the crank on forever, right? They they want to show websites to people that are really good quality. They don't want to show people sites that are full of very little content, low quality content, scraped or stolen content, right? Like they want to show people the best of the best. Google is almost like a matchmaking service. You know, you do a search and you tell them what you're looking for, and they show you just the cream of the crop. At least that's what they're trying to do. They don't always get it quite right. But having really poor quality content or not enough content on your site can absolutely not just hurt you, but hold you back. Agreed. You know, I think we can and, and probably will do an entire episode on what makes high what what makes high quality content and, and maybe talk about what makes low quality content too. But if you aren't sure if your content is high quality or low quality, one thing you can ask yourself is this. Would I show this to my best friend and be proud of it? Would I show it to my mom and be proud of it? Would I show it to really anybody and be proud of it? If the answer is yes, and you're being honest, it's got a good chance of being high quality. But if not, no, you know, maybe you need to work on that content. You know, and I think content, unfortunately, is an area where a lot of people want to take shortcuts, uh, especially with, you know, scale. Right. So in e-commerce, you know, everybody wants to use the stock product descriptions because it's, you know, too much of a pain in the ass to go in and write really good product descriptions for everything. However, if you'll take the time and effort to actually go and do that, you know, look at what Woot used to do with their daily deals for, you know, they'd write those ridiculous, long, hilarious, interesting product descriptions. And it was fantastic. People loved it. So, you know, you could think of that. Yes, it's more difficult to do. However, it gives you a serious competitive advantage and it's probably worth it. Totally agreed. Yeah. For number five, I would say it could be that your site got no indexed. So what does no indexed mean? That is where essentially in your robots, well, it doesn't have to be in a robots.txt. That would be your entire site. But, um, in your page file, it could be with any page, there, there's a meta tag that says essentially no index this page. I don't want this page to be indexed. And what that means is that Google will not include it within its search results. If Google is told not to include a page in its search results, it will usually comply, although not always. And if it complies with that request, that means your page will not only, your rankings won't just drop, they'll fall completely off the face of the planet. And so this can happen if your website is on WordPress and you are, let's say you're making some changes to the, uh, you know, within certain pages, or maybe you're in a dev or a staging environment and you push those live. If you forget to tick that little box that's in the settings that says uh, disallow Google or discourage Google from indexing my site, it's literally a box you can tick 
then your entire site will not be indexed or will be, in other words, no indexed. So be careful yeah. about not letting your pages become no indexed because your rankings will absolutely fall if that happens. And it can be really difficult sometimes to recover those rankings if that happens. You know, I mean, I would actually say closely coupled to that. So call this 5A uh, would be blocking search engines from crawling portions of your site. So no index says, hey, don't put this page in your search index. But if a search engine can't crawl your site, then they can't analyze it, score it, rank it. You know, you'll drop out of the index in the same way if they can never reach your content. So whether it's a disallow in your robots.txt or whether, you know, maybe a developer didn't like how often Google's hitting your your server and they like blocked them at the server level. There's a lot of things that can happen to keep search engines off your site entirely. And if that happens, it can hurt you and cause your traffic to drop very quickly. Yeah. And Sam, this this is really close to, I mean, this is exactly in the square in the middle of your wheelhouse. I mean, you you deal with on-site audits for for clients all day, every day. And you've yes. probably done thousands of them. And so you've you've seen just about every which way that that a site can can get no indexed or, or that crawl blocks can happen. So, you know, and there's weird ones. There's, there's really weird stuff that can happen. Like a loop between uh, say page a redirects to page B and page B canonicals back to page a, and you end up with what's essentially a bot loop. And so it gets stuck and it doesn't know which page is real and should be live. And so none of them are, and yeah, man, it can get pretty crazy. So if you're listening and you think that you might have some, some indexing issues, get in touch with Sam. Sam can absolutely help. Number six, lost links. So this is an interesting one. Um, for good or ill, a significant portion of Google's algorithm still seems to be tied to external links that point into your site. But unfortunately, you know, the web is a constantly shifting, evolving creature. And pages that used to link to you sometimes disappear, domains are lost, things are redirected or broken. And over time, you're going to lose some portion of the links that point into your site. And Ideally, you're keeping an eye on that and making sure that your link growth outpaces your link attrition. But you know, if you lose a lot of links, especially in a short period of time, or if those links were really high quality, that can cause a pretty sudden drop to your site's ability to rank. And it's and it's hard to spot, or you know, it's hard to spot unless you're carefully watching for it. You can go through a lot of stuff before you stumble on that one. Yeah, that's it, it's it sucks when you lose links, but. No, no link is is going to live permanently. Although we'd love to think so, and and so that's why you always have to keep building new ones just to offset those 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 lost ones. So for number seven, I would say broken redirects. Redirects are what happen when you have a page on your site where the URL you you later put a new page up where you want the the old one to essentially point to, and that's and then you set up a redirect when that happens. So if somebody visits the old URL, they'll be automatically forwarded to the new one. So the thing with redirects is that they pass a portion of sort of the SEO value or the ranking value to the new page, but not all of it. Sam, I think you've said it's something what 70-80% of the value gets passed. Yeah, something like 10 to 30% of the value drops off okay. through each redirect, and that compounds. So if you have like a redirect chain, A points to B, B then points to C, like you're losing that little slice with each hop. Okay, got it. So be careful with having too many redirects within your site. It's okay to have one or two here and there if you need to. That That makes sense in a lot of cases. But having too many can really significantly harm your rankings. So what are some ways that... that redirects could become broken. Um, well, there are a lot of WordPress plugins. If your website is on WordPress, like many, many other entrepreneurs that handle redirects 
And if that plugin becomes, uh, you know, let's say it gets deactivated and those and those redirects are no longer active, well, that right there could break all of those redirects that were in that plugin. So I use a, a plugin called I think just I think it's just called Redirection in in WordPress. And so if I were to deactivate that, that would that could have a significant impact on any of those pages. Sam, can you think of any other ways that 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 you know you might get oh, broken boy. redirects? Yeah, I mean, a lot I opened doing I opened the <laughs> box with that question. And uh, you've probably seen a million ways that 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 this happens. Yeah, I'd say two of the most common are if somebody's doing a site redesign. You know, you're going through and starting to change some aspect of your site, whether it's visual or the internal linking, your navigation elements. Um, it could be a domain migration. You've decided you're going to move from that .co domain over to a nice .com, and you don't get redirects set up right, or you forget to include the old redirects. It could be you're switching hosts or servers, and you don't migrate over your HT access file properly. Like there, there's tons, and it happens all the time. Uh, and it can also get really messy and frustrating for developers to deal with redirects as they stack up over time. You know, if you're running a domain that's 10 or 20 years old and has gone through a couple of redesigns, like those can really pile up and get kind of messy. So very common. Good to know. Uh, number eight, I would say page speed. So this is another one where Google's been dialing up the crank on it for a long time. And the reason being, you know, page speed is a direct factor in user experience. If a site is slow, it's a shitty experience. If it's really fast, it's a nice painless experience. And especially on mobile, where, you know, bandwidth is a little more limited usually than it is on a desktop. So Google is getting more and more strict about you know, what sort of page speed is an acceptable user experience. And page speed also can affect whether or not Google is actually able to process and reach everything on your page. So Google stops their crawling at the five second mark. And if anything takes longer than five seconds to load into the page, it doesn't even get counted on that page towards your SEO. So if your site is all of a sudden getting very slow, Google's no longer able to reach all your content. People are getting really frustrated and leaving your site. Bounce rates are going up. Like all of those things can negatively impact your traffic and your rankings because they're all interconnected. Yeah, and there are several tools that you can use to check and see how how your page your how how fast your pages are essentially. And one of them I think is Pingdom. Uh, they've got a tool. Another is GT Metrics. Uh, and and instead my of, favorite. Okay, so yeah, they, it's it's spelled M E T R I X, not not C S at the end. So you can check out GT Metrics, and then Google uh, Page Speed Insights. So Google's got a tool that you can use as well. Just just go to Google and Google that Google Page Speed Insights, and you'll find it. And I believe that there's also a report now within Search Console that tells you uh, some insights on, on your page speed by by page, which is nice. So what I would recommend is is go. Go use those tools. Check out your page speed of your website and see it'll 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 rank it for you on a scale of one to a hundred, and it'll give you like an A, B, C, D, etc., uh, so that you can get an idea of, of how your page speed stacks up. And then, obviously, if you need to speed things up, you're, the next question is, okay, well, how? So I just went through this process uh, just recently with my website, emailanalytics.com. I'm no page speed expert. So what I did is I went to upwork.com, which is a marketplace where you can find freelancers to do just about anything for you. And I created a job listing, a job posting and a, uh, for a gig. And I just said, uh, I need somebody to review my site analyze it, give me recommendations on what I can do to speed it up, and then implement those recommendations. Nice. Um, I got a whole bunch of people who applied for the gig. I reviewed their profiles. I 
checked their resumes, hired a guy. And he went in and literally within one day went in and, and my scores all went up from, from a C grade to an A plus grade <laughs> <That's> <laughs> on, on my site. Yeah. A plus I'm now, I'm now like a 98 or a 99 out of a hundred on, 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 on these, uh, these rankings. So they it's charge. 200 bucks. It was no the, way. yes, it was it was phenomenally worth it. So I have to recommend doing that. Just That's find awesome. somebody who knows about this, and uh, it's not hard. It's not expensive. It is worth it for your Google rankings. Let's link to that guy. Let's link <laughs> to his profile page on Upwork. All right, all right. I'll talk to him and see if he can handle any more business, and we'll uh, we'll. <laughs> I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll be happy about that. All right. So- so uh, number nine would be mobile optimization. Now, uh, as Sam mentioned, Google is—they've taken a, a, a mobile first in a mobile index, or sorry, a mobile first index approach as of late. And by as of late, I, I mean really, really going back for what five, six years now. I think they've—they've they've been mobile first. They started switching to mobile first in April of 2018, and they're expected to wrap it up in September of this year. Got it. I was thinking more back towards to the mobile get in, uh, which I think I mean, was been, farther yeah. back. But they've been but, pushing mobile friendly for the, I don't know since the dawn of the iPhone, I think. But yeah, started switching to the mobile first index just in the last two years. Yeah. So so what we're getting at with mobile optimization, the 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 bottom line is that your website is it needs to be responsive in terms of it needs to look good on mobile. That can be a phone, a smartphone, you know, or an iPad or any other kind of tablet. But essentially, no matter what device the user views your website on, they need to be able to view it and it needs to look good. And if it doesn't, Google knows it, they can tell, and they will actually penalize your site in the rankings because of that. So if your site is not mobile responsive, you can probably do the same thing. Go to Upwork.com, find somebody and say, hey, make my site responsive, and they can probably do it for you. There, there are also WordPress plugins that can do this. Tiny nitpick. It's not so much that they penalize you, but it's that you you essentially demote yourself. If there's somebody else out there providing a better mobile experience, they're going to naturally rise if you're not if you're not providing a good enough experience. Like Google's not going to say, "Hey, your site's slow. You suck. We're going to knock you down a few notches to teach you a lesson." It's just more uh, survival of the fittest. That's a good point. Yeah, that, that's totally totally agreed. Yeah, it's better better way to put it then you're not yeah you're not being penalized but you're you're not doing yourself any favors let's say that and if, and if your competition is doing themselves favors and you're not well as we saw from the the escalator example then you're you're going to be uh you're going to be just going down mobile darwinism yes so number 10 uh recent website changes that affect things like bounce rate dwell time i mean crawl accessibility to the site there's a lot that could fit there whenever you're going to make a change to your website whether it's a redesign or a domain migration or a significant change to the structure or underlying technical elements of your site, you really, really, really need to pull somebody in who understands SEO, who can provide you with feedback on how those changes are going to affect your site. Because if you launch a brand new site that's really beautiful and it's five times slower than your old site, you are shooting yourself in the foot. If you're relaunching a new site and you don't move over all of the content or the meta tags, the title tags, the URLs change, like you do these things that you think, oh yeah, this will be better, but you don't really know how that's going to affect SEO. This happens a lot. 
And I, you know, I would say at least 50% of the time when I see somebody do a major site redesign or a domain migration, they duff it and their traffic goes down. And then they come to me to figure out what happened after. <laughs> and it's, it's not hard to spot. It's like, oh, you just changed your site, did you? Okay, well, here's this list of things. Did you do any of those? What are these? I've never heard of these. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, the website doctor. Uh, you, right? you, fix, you fix it. You fix it when, when, when people mess up their website. I'm, I'm Dr. House for websites. Yes. Oh, God, I miss, I miss that show. It's a good show. Oh, man. Well, uh, number 11 is, is kind of along the same lines. But, you know, if somebody tweaked any of the meta info on any of your site's uh, pages or, you know, homepage, like the title tags or the meta descriptions, et cetera, that can affect your rankings. So title tags are a big factor in on-site SEO, which we can go deeper in on another episode. But title tags tell they are the they are the bold uh, blue text that displays in uh, in search engine results pages when you Google something, and that's a big big part of uh, determining of Google determining whether a page is relevant for that keyword. So if somebody changes that, then it can lose relevance for its keyword and its rankings can drop. Now, meta descriptions are interesting because they don't actually play into the ranking algorithm. However, they do have an effect on your rankings, and here's how. The, the meta description is what you see in the black text that's below the clickable text in a search, in a search engine results page. And that text is that can affect the click-through rate of your result. Now, several studies over the last few years have shown that the higher the click-through rate of any individual uh, result in the search engine results page, the higher it is likely to rank. Now we know that we know that higher higher ranking search results get more clicks. We know that, but we can. But Google has enough data that they can see if something is getting a higher click-through rate than it ought to, given its ranking or position. And if it does, they actually will promote it in search results. They will rank it. That is a ranking factor, according it's to many studies. It's one of the things that RankBrain seemed to be paying more attention to, yes. which was those, those user interaction metrics that indicate that somebody was satisfied with this result. Uh, more likely to click on it, more likely to stay there, less likely to do a new search for the same thing and click something else, stuff like that. Yeah. So if somebody messed with your meta descriptions or if, if you know a plugin got disabled on your site that was handling all that and now your meta descriptions are blank... Uh, or something of that sort that can actually hurt your click-through rates, which in turn can cause your rankings to fall. So, you know, be careful about tweaking meta type, meta information. Uh, be careful who you give access to that uh, to within within your organization, and make sure that somebody who, who knows about that uh, is overseeing it. Totally. So there you have it. You know, eleven reasons your Google rankings might suddenly drop and how to fix it. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, you guys. And be sure to, uh, if you liked it, subscribe, comment, let us know what you think. And we're looking forward to seeing you on the next episode.